Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a program that's here to talk to you about some football. You know, they, they ask a, on Monday Night Football, are you ready for some football? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a rhetorical question, but allow me to answer you. Yes. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, all of the places, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound... Pretty good. About as good as we can. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. You doing Is right? that, like, that's on, like, us, not necessarily, like, the broadcasting side of things, making us sound as good yeah. as we possibly can? No, yeah. I, I think that, I think I was technically like, it sounds, I feel like I the te- sound is good. I, I was going to say, technically Maybe it sounds, just not the words that we're producing. That's exactly right. There we go. That's exactly right. Today is monday september 26th 2022 it is 59 days until thanksgiving happy birthday to do you have any friends who are born today um it was brian's birthday yesterday so we can do a belated happy birthday i feel like that was important happy birthday brian (laughs) uh it's also the birthday of serena williams today oh that's pretty cool so I would say that she's kind of cooler. Than I've Brian. never seen Brian play tennis, so I can't say for I sure. I haven't either. Pretty sure he was the tennis oversight for a long time, hey. so he at least understands the game. Episode one thousand four hundred sixty-four on today's show, folks. Big show, big super show. We got Monday morning fallout. Going to overreact to the football weekend. Then, very excited about this. We're going to be joined by the head coach of the Booker T. Washington Eagles. Mm-hmm. Kelvin Chatham's going to join us. Uh, down there in Houston ISD, they are 4-0 for the first time since 1995. They got a little something cooking down there, and I intend to get to the bottom of it with Kelvin Chatham, the head coach of the uh, Houston uh, Booker T. Washington Eagles, coming up here. Then back half the show, we are going to unveil the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press state rankings for week six. So we'll get all that coming up here if you stick with us. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Tony Blaylock, Rob Hadaway, and Aaron Flynn. Welcome in, fellas. Howdy, 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 friends. Welcome in. <clears throat> Pickle, hit the air raid siren. Time for Monday morning fallout. Oh, no. Hit the air raid sirens. 
Monday morning fallout. We overreact to the football weekend. Quite a lot to overreact to. Quite a bit to overreact to. Uh, from week five and then week four of college football. Because numbers are not the same. Uh, Which... Well, I'd rather dumb. I'd rather be staggered like this. I like it. Yeah. So I'm just well. It, the only time it gets dumb is then technically these are going to be like the week six rankings coming you know up. What? So we've got three different. I get it for sure. Let's also not forget that in 2020 we were dealing with two different high school football. Oh man, you're not wrong. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Undis- you know what? Tough affair. <laughs> Let's start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one: It just means more. I'm not talking SEC football. We'll talk about them in a minute, but I'm not talking SEC football. No, 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 no. I'm talking high school football because as we enter district play, like this is the heart of district play now. Mm -hmm. Uh, More than half of the UIL Texas high school football teams are in district play. Um, These games actually matter. And so when you like, it's important to take a look at these games in the context in which they exist specifically that it doesn't really matter what your record is beforehand as long as you're winning the games that, that count. I'll give you an example. Pickle. Do you think that Edinburgh Vela mm-hmm. would rather be 4-1 and one right now with a loss this past week to, uh, to PSJA North or 1-4 with a win over PSJA North? I think they would rather be... Are they in the same district? I can't even they remember. Are. Okay, then 1-4. Yes. They'd rather be 1-4. <laughs> They absolutely would, because those are the games that count. Uh, Westlake beats like Travis, mm-hmm. right? And we are, we're kind of going on, oh, man, these two contenders, two teams that we think could make a run in, in Region 4, the 6A Division 1 bracket. We like you know like these teams. A big rivalry matchup, things like that. Mm-hmm. Put all that aside for a second. And like Travis certainly had stomach for the fight, but put all that aside for a second. Westlake feels like, they have to feel like, they've locked up the number one seed. Right, because and that's like the prime example right there is the fact that with Lake Travis we're going, hey, you did that with a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like morally, that was a that was a really good game and yes. stuff. They're like, we don't give a crap. It's district yeah. play, and we probably just rounded out second. One and zero. Mm-hmm. And one and zero in 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 those critical district games. They they've played more than one district game. You know what I mean? The game it matters that you're one and zero in district play. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes with Fort Bend Marshall beating Port Inches Groves on fr- on Friday mm-hmm. or Saturday rather Saturday afternoon. That game for Fort Bend Marshall is important, but mostly important because it gets them off to a great start in district play, right? Leander, I believe, entered the game the the week unbeaten. They lose to College Station. Mm-hmm. Your College ba- your Station. record's basically zero and one. Right, <laughs> like period. Right, you got it. Yeah. So for me, when you take a look at these at these games, you have to take them in the context in which they exist. Longview's win over Lancaster. Longview L- Lancaster is a really good ball club. I think mm-hmm. we, if you didn't know that now, you should know it now. When you know that, then you should know it now. But for Longview, most important thing, got that District W. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all that matters, right? So it's important to identify the context in which these games exist, and these games really and truly do mean more than the games that came before them. It's funny, too, because like you heard that in the college ranks this week when Tech beat Texas. The only thing that Joey McGuire said in his post-game interview was, that's great to beat Texas, but we all, like, all we care about is that we're 1-0 in Big 12 play. That's it. Like, so it's it's in both. Right. All str- which, regardless of which number week it is, right. it's that way across the board. So for me, that's what you should be paying attention to. That The Midland Legacy Converse Judson game was nuts. Mm-hmm. That me. Doesn't mean anything fundamentally. Thought number one. Thought number two 
matters of emotion. What I thought was super interesting about the college football uh, weekend was you had a lot of games mm-hmm. where narrative really took center stage. Mm-hmm. Okay, SMUTC is a perfect example of that, right? Battle for the Iron Skillet, always a big rivalry. Goosed up, especially because Sonny Dyke's coming back to, to the hilltop. Yes. Right? Now, I would have liked to have seen SMU fans fill that stadium mm-hmm. a little bit more. I called that one. <clears throat> I don't want to hear about the concessions either. Everyone's got long concession lines. But TCU handled their business. Oh, they handled. Yeah. They put the emotions aside, and they handled their business in a pretty effective way, I thought. Yeah, SMU even started to make a comeback in the second, but it was not a close game ever. I think once. Texas Tech rode a big wave of emotion, mm-hmm. especially at home, to a win over Texas. Arkansas and A&M is a bizarre game. Always. Every year. A bizarre game. <laughs> we'll talk about it tomorrow in our five big, five biggest plays of the, of the college football weekend. But the emotional swings in that game were so wild that it, it felt like you could feel, I hate the word momentum, but you could feel the buzz shift to one side. That is momentum. <laughs> on, on, on the, we can have a conversation about what momentum is. You could feel the buzz kind of shift. You could feel that. And and I think in, in the lower ranks, you saw Hart, uh, Mayor Harden, Baylor, and Harden Simmons. That's a big game. It's a really big game. I think it's for the American Southwest Conference Championship. And and uh, Mayor Harden, Baylor went out there and took care of business in a game with a lot of emotions. I think this was a real testament. I, I thought you, what you saw with Rice. Rice mm-hmm. giving Houston hell. They had stomach for the fight. I think you saw in the college football ranks the power of those, I don't want to say narratives, but those emotions. Mm -hmm. That those things that can buoy you to a big win, or if you're unable to handle it, can cost you. Thought number two. Thought number three, bye for now. This is the final show. We're done. Oh, sweet. You've been asking me to cancel the show. I've done it. Now... So this is, I, I want to look ahead to week six of the Texas high school football week, weekend. And I want, or season rather, and I want to warn you. Yes. Okay. This is the other, we said this in week four, mm-hmm. we're saying in week six, this is the other really big bye week. This one is larger than this last This is the time. biggest open date of the year. Mm-hmm. Like more than a third of the state is off. Yeah. Okay. More than a third of the state. And so what you're left with are there good games? Look, there's always good games. We could you could have half the state cancel, and, mm-hmm. and there's so many good games out there. But you just have to dig a little deeper. Got to dig find a little them. deeper. And so this is a thinner slate of games this week. This the open dates are really kind of taking hold. There are great games. We're going to talk a lot about them. Mm-hmm. But I want you to know that if you're comparing this week to past weeks, you're going to notice that this is a thinner slate. Yes, because simply a numbers game. Those are my three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. Helmet sticker to Rockwall quarterback Lake Bennett. Speaking of emotions and speaking of big district matchups, Rockwall throttles Rockwall Heath. I think they, <laughs> they took their pound of flesh back. A uh, little different than last year's 75-72 uh, to 72 fiasco. Lake, Lake Bennett was excellent in this game. 184 yards, two touchdowns passing, 91 yards and four touchdowns rushing. He also caught a 42-yard touchdown pass as Rockwall romped past rival Heath. Not bad. Texas State quarterback Lane Hatcher. Good for Texas State as they, they beat did it. Houston Christian 
Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Houston Baptist, by the way, if you've missed this, last week just changed their name. Yeah. Effective immediately. Like, they're no longer Houston Baptist. They're Houston Christian. It was very odd that it happened so quick. <laughs> 362 yards, four touchdowns passing for Lane Hatcher in their big win over Houston Christian, which is, I will mess up. Please don't email me. Yeah. I will mess it up. I've been saying it for years. And finally, a helmet sticker to Harlingen running back Isaiah Bell. 23 carries, 204 yards, two touchdowns rushing. He also threw for a touchdown passing, and he had two catches for 47 yards. I think Harlingen's Harlingen, legit. Harlingen looks good and kind of looking like... Mm-hmm. That region opened up a little bit. I'll also just say, could be looking at a matchup of unbeatens in the Battle of the Arroyo. Mm-hmm. Watch this space. Three teams to watch. Cameron Yeo. I I had seen so I was going through Twitter and uh-huh. I, and I had seen I knew the score was forty eight forty four but I had seen both teams reported as winners. Cameron Yo won the game forty eight forty four. They beat Lorena. We told you, we told you when realignment came out that everybody was going to focus on Lorena and Franklin. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to say, "Oh my gosh, week nine, week Lorena Franklin, Lorena Franklin," and we told you. That is a super deep, dangerous district. Yep. And that's not even counting the fact that Rockdale's having a tough year, right? But between Yo and Little River Academy, it is a deep, dangerous district that's much more than just those top two. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Yo proved that. That offense is legit. They've, they're kind of outscoring their problems, right? Their defensive issues right, right. now. <laughs> but like a win's a win. That's a win over a top three team and a defending state champ. It's a huge win for Cameron Yo. Keep an eye on them. I think they're. I think they're for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you you hear about this, Kev? <laughs> Stephen F. Austin. In so, case you missed so it. So this this I'll be honest. I saw somebody tweet about this at about nine thirty. Mm-hmm. I thought it was on fake. Saturday on Saturday, and like I was like, nah, it's. That's got it. Oh man! Oh, the, uh, the ESPN app's acting up. Yes. No, we were we were roller skating and Ish turned. The, oh, okay. <laughs> me, Mallory, Ish. We were all with my family. Uh, they Ish just looks at Mallory and I and holds the phone up and we were like, "Oh, that's funny. Like, what oh, what, what account photoshopped it? You know?" And he was like, "No, no." Um, if you miss this, Stephen of Austin beat Warner ninety-eight to nothing. <laughs> that's a real score. Mm-hmm. That's a real actual score. If you if, to put a little context on this, you remember back in the summer when we reported exclusively, not exclusively, we read a press release on <laughs> Texas Football Today that Incarnate Word and Lamar were leaving the WAC immediately to go back to go to the Southland. Right? Yes. You remember this? That that has ripple effects because it opened up two home dates for SFA on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Like they just suddenly didn't have opponents for two home games, and you have to fill those very quickly. So they end up. Uh, playing Warner. Warner is an NAIA school. Okay, so if you're if you're talking about like like think about it like put it in high school football terms. Mm-hmm. Let's say FBS is six A. Okay, and then we'll drop it down. Right, FBS is six A. FCS will be a five A team. That's right. where that's where Stephen F. Austin plays. Mm-hmm. Division two, four A. Division three would be three A. Mm-hmm. NAIA would be a two A. Yes. So this would be like a good 5A team yeah. <laughs> playing talking. a bad 2A team. Yeah. 98 nothing happened. Is, is your result. Uh, certainly noteworthy. I'll say that. And three teams to watch DeSoto. Now DeSoto, I thought, was really impressive in their win over Waxahachie. 
We had questions about Waxhachie coming into this game. We thought, have you been tested? What you had the stat that their opponents were something like two and fourteen coming mm-hmm. into this game. Yep. The thing for me about DeSoto is I never really had any questions about their offense. Right. And especially once it became clear that DJ Bailey has like taken the next step. Yeah, as he's a he's impressive. Once it became clear that he had done that, did not worry about the offense. Plenty of weapons there. Their defense, I thought, played really well, especially in the first half, to really suffocate Waxahachie. I was a Waxahachie offense. I was putting up 40-plus a game, and they, they really held him down. Keeping on to Soto, I think it's like open date, and then two teams are going to beat probably convincingly mm-hmm. before they play Duncanville, and that's going to be their real measuring stick. But keeping on to Soto. Three to see. Brownwood at Stephenville. Suddenly a very interesting mm-hmm. rivalry matchup as Brownwood uh, heads over to uh, to the big country. Stays in the big country, I should say. Yeah. Takes on, takes on their arch rival. Stephenville. <laughs> they got it. I don't know how Doty's heart's still running because they need to chill. That's the second game they've won by one point. Yeah, and they're doing it like like – it's like defense optional too. Yep. They're just like, nah. What if we just get the ball? Yeah, back? they're not winning. They're not winning seven to six. They're not winning no, fourteen to thirteen. Forty three, forty two. Yeah. They beat. Didn't they beat Everman 62, 61? 63, 62, 62 63, I think. Yeah. On the last play. Like. Y'all got. Now they get. Y'all they're they're taking on a Brownwood team, by the way, that got a really nice win this past week over mm-hmm. Waco Conley, holding down a pretty high-powered offense. Yep. Brownwood's defense is legit. Watch this space for Brownwood and Stephenville. Oklahoma State and Baylor. This is a huge game. Baylor went on the road and got a really nice win at Iowa State. They will need to be even better coming home to take on a ranked Oklahoma State squad. And finally, huge six-man game, Benjamin at Lorraine. We'll get to our rankings here in a moment, but this might be a top five matchup. I like it. Hypothetically. I like it. Huge game here. Benjamin going on the road. We already saw the number one team in 1A Division One lose. Could we see the number one team in 1A Division Two lose? We'll see. That's three to see. That's money more to follow. We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Helps keep these lights on, so that'd be... I like that. That'd be cool if you could do that. Pickle? Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The team selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 5 Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. In 6A Brazoswood, first year coach Joe Dale Carey has the Buccaneers off to a 5-0 start and most importantly 1-0 in District 24 6A play after a resounding win over Clear Creek. In 5A, PSJA North, in the biggest game in the Rio Grande Valley to date this season, the Raiders' hard-nosed running game and sturdy defense led them to an impressive 28-21 win over previously unbeaten Edinburgh Vela. In 4A, Houston Booker T. Washington. We'll talk with their head coach coming up here in just a moment, but led by a ferocious defense, the Eagles are off to a 4-0 start for the first time since 1995 after a 48-0 victory over Houston Cashmere to open District 11 4A Division I play. In 3A, Cameron Yo in the game of the week in Central Texas, the Yeoman's offense hit on all cylinders, and the defense made enough plays to take down defending state champion district rival Lorena, 48-44. In 2A, Wellington, facing an unbeaten team from a larger division than them in the Panhandle, or in Panhandle, rather. This, it was in the Panhandle, too. Uh, the Skyrockets were not intimidated, taking the fight to the Panthers to bring home an impressive 26-13 victory. 
In 1A, Garden City, the Bearcats sprang one of the upsets of the weekend, traveling to Westbrook and taking down the previously unbeaten number one ranked defending state champion Wildcats in a thrilling 46-42 win. And in the private school ranks, East Texas Homeschool. The Chargers spring the big upset on Friday night, traveling to Oakwood and beating state-ranked UIL squad uh, Oakwood 72-58 to to move to 4-0 on the season. So those are your Ozarka, fueled by nature teams of the week. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics, location, coaching style, financial aid? There's so many factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of on-field performance. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. It's got checklists, do's and don'ts, key strategies, much more. It's a 22-page guide that covers everything you and your family should know as you walk walk through your college recruiting journey. And now for a limited time only, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free to our audience. Go to athletestoathletes.com slash Dave Campbell today. Download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletestoathletes.com, athletestoathletes.com slash Dave Campbell or scan that QR. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the head coach of the 4-0 and Booker T. Washington Eagles down there in beautiful Houston ISD. We're joined by Coach Kelvin Chatham. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself, boss man? I'm great. How are things there at Booker T.? Man, everything's good, man. It's a great day to be an Eagle. I'll say. You guys are off to a 4-0 start for the first time since 1995. Uh, you guys uh, with a big win over Houston Cashmere. Big homecoming win for you guys. Um, I'll just I'll ask you straight up. Coming into the season... If I had told you, hey, I'm from the future, and you guys start the year 4-0, would you, would you have thought that that was, that was going to be the expectation? I mean, that was the expectation since, um, since last year when we lost our last game. And my guys, they, uh, they had a week off. I gave them a week off, and we've been hitting it since November, man. So, um, you know, we just the goal is to try to be 1-0 every week. That's the goal right now. It's probably one and zero every week. Well, you've done that. You've accomplished it one and zero each week so far. And and I want to ask you specifically about your defense because I think that the defense has really been the shining star uh, for your Eagles squad this year. What is it on the defensive side that is working for you guys so far? 
you know, the biggest thing is all those guys uh, have been at Booker T since they were freshmen. Hmm. So um, we got on, on the defense side of the ball, I got about eight returners. They've been together since they were freshmen. So man, them guys are, are gelling together. They had a great summer. They had a uh, they had a great spring, and they just they just playing. They just playing together. Uh, talking with Kelvin Chatham, the head coach of the Houston Washington Eagles here on Texas Football today, get involved the conversation hashtag TF today. Uh, all right, coach. And and so last week you guys opened up district play, taking on a good Cashmere squad, um, and you guys were able to just really just kind of romp past them. That's not necessarily been the, the what what Booker T has done in past years, especially facing teams that, you know, like like this. I'm interested in 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 what you were telling your guys heading into that game, coming out of your open date and heading into this game in your district opener. What was your message to your guys uh, before the ball game on Friday night? Uh, my message was, you know, let's just come out and do what we do. Let's do what we do. You know, it's not it's not about nobody else but us. It's been us since November. It's about us. Don't worry about the fans. Don't worry about the stands. Don't worry about the band. Just worry about us and play for each other. You know what I'm saying? For my seniors, this is your last homecoming game. You got 48 minutes. This is it. Leave everything on the field. Uh, you know, you you mentioned the you mentioned the atmosphere there because I've I've seen some footage from the game. You guys were having a party out there uh, for homecoming. Uh, were you, did you feel like your guys? Uh, controlled their emotions so much or uh, enough in that game. Uh, how important was it for you guys? Was that for you guys to to get this victory on Friday? Oh, man, it was very important. It was important for not only the guys, it was important for the community. Um, it was important for the the whole Booker T. Washington family. Uh, <clears throat> I felt that my guys controlled their emotions well, man. They just uh, they came in. We had our downtime before the game. Uh, everybody went to class. Everybody made it to school. Uh, we had no. Uh, Infractions in, within the school day. I thought they haven't did everything well. Uh, talking with Kelvin Chatham, the head coach of Houston, Washington, here on Texas Football Today. We can involve the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. All right, Coach. Um, you, you've got a, a, a slew of playmakers on your team, but I know one of the guys that, that a lot of people are paying attention to is this uh, is this sophomore wide receiver, Broderick Malone. Um, your leading receiver to start the year. Um, he has been spectacular. The He's already got three offers there as, as a sophomore. You're the guy who sees him every day in practice. What is it about Broderick Malone that, that really makes him special? Uh, what makes Broderick Malone special is his work ethic, man. The kid works hard, man. He works very hard. Uh, you know, I'm tough on him. His his receiving coach is really tough on him. The expectations are high, but he keeps shows up every day. He doesn't miss a practice. He doesn't. He hasn't missed a day um, since we started. Man, that kid works extremely well. Um, he's gotten better. You know, the funny thing about Broderick is that he never played receiver before he got here. He um, he played DN. He always had his hand in the dirt. So when he got to me, it just he's just been working extremely hard, trying to get better, trying to learn more each and every day. Uh, okay, I, I want to ask you now about uh, kind of moving forward because it's it's on to the next one, and it, there you know there's no rest in this district. Uh, you guys right. now get uh, you go uh, take on Wheatley coming up this week. This is a team that's two and two. It's a it, this is a tough matchup for you guys. I know you're you're in the lab trying to put together a game plan. I don't want to ask you yes, to give it away, but uh, when you take a look at what you're going to be up against uh, against Wheatley coming up this week, uh, what do you see when you when you look across to see the Wildcats? Oh uh, man, the Wildcats are uh, they. They look pretty good, man. They're good. They they got a good coach. They got um pretty good team, man. They got some playmakers on the side of the ball. The running back look real well. O line looks very physical, and the D line uh, coming off the ball pretty fast. So we just got to get in the lab over here and make sure my kids are geared up, ready to play, and uh, play against a tough, uh, physical, weekly team. Uh, you're in your second year there at um at 
at Washington, at Booker T. And you came over from your alma mater at, at Aldi Nimitz. This is your first head coach yes, job. Um, I'm interested, you know, we, we saw the, all, the, all the press releases and all the nice things that were said about you and, and what a good fit you were for, for Booker T when you got the job, uh, you know, last year. I'm interested in kind of flipping that question. Why was Booker T the, the, right, the right place for you? Oh, man. Booker T was the right place for me because it was a situation that got kids. I think any place they had kids, they kids that want to learn, kids that um, – I, I feel like Booker T was the best place for me because, you know, I feel like Booker T needed a coach that shows they love and they care about these kids more than football, beyond football, because, you know, the, the stigma was when I got here was you can't get kids to come out and, you know, the football program, you can't get them to come out. Well, uh, they come out. And that's because I feel like we, I saw them, me and my coaches say I'm showing them it's more than football. It's more than football when it comes to us, man. We're a family when we're on this back end. Everything we do, we're a family. Uh, you're, and I, I treat them just like they're my sons. Well, it's, it's, it's working for you guys so far. You, you guys, um, off to this 4-0 and start. I, I want to ask you a little bit because you're still a young man. Um, you're, you're an Illinois State grad. I'm looking at your bio here from, from the Redbirds, Chick Chatham here yes, star, sir. You know, star receiver for, <laughs> for the Redbirds my question for you because you look it's still in good shape my question is can you still go like when we're out there oh practice, man I, I can still go right now every, <laughs> every now and then I get out there and I get with them man. Don't, don't get it twisted I can go right now I can give you about good, a good 10 snaps hard and heavy <laughs> Alright, we gotta all right, we gotta check the UIL about a few a little bit of, of eligibility. I wanna I wanna see you get out there and run run a couple more routes. That'd be it. That's, yes, that's sir. all right, and, and, and finally, coach, I, I wanna ask you because cause I've been doing a little bit of research and, and I understand that if you were not coaching, uh you were close to becoming a secret service agent. Do I have this right? Yes, sir. <laughs> I, ex- okay, explain yes, sir. this to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I was I uh, I had passed my test and everything to um, be a secret service after I had finished playing ball and everything. But just so happened, I passed my uh, I passed my teaching certification test. So um, I, I decided to go ahead and teach and coach because I was already in the building. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. So so but but that's awesome. <laughs> but now my question is: Do your players know that so that if they get out of line, they're like, "Listen, I could have been protecting the president." You know, so, so don't mess <laughs> nah, they don't. They don't know that. I, uh, I, they don't know that. I, I'll be sure to let them know today because I'm pretty sure they're here about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's Kelvin Chatham. He's the head coach of the Booker T. Washington Eagles. Off to a four zero start for the first time since 1995. Big game this week against Wheatley. Coach, we really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start, and uh, go get Wheatley this week. Yes, sir, man. I definitely appreciate y'all, man. And from the whole Booker T. Washington family, we appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Appreciate you, Coach. Yes, sir. There he Thanks. goes. Kelvin Chatham, the head coach of the Booker T. Washington Eagles. I could, I'm, I'm telling you, I fell into a Booker T. rabbit hole last uh-huh. night. I had like 10 more questions. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a busy man. He's, he's like head coach and like, you know, teaching stuff. Like, I got to let him go. But like, yeah, I, I, that's I, awesome. I like that he was going to be a for, secret service agent. I mean, if you want to talk about someone like genuinely knowing they were made for something, like that happened. He said that he passed at the same time, both yeah. of them. Like He's that like, was a legitimate choice. It wasn't like a, oh, I hadn't passed that one by the time I already started teaching. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and, and it's uh, he's 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 a Houston guy. He went to Nimitz. His kid's about to be scared now. <laughs> big playmaker there. Uh, you know, he he there at, at Illinois State, uh, and now he's got uh, Booker T cooking down there at Houston ISD. We appreciate uh, Chick Chatham, uh, the head coach, Kelvin Chatham, the head coach at uh, uh, Booker T for being our guest.
We're at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter, at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right, Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for all things football in Texas, and the Tax Act Texas Bowl are proud to uh, recognize the most outstanding high school football player in the state each week with the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Each week, the DCTF staff nominates 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you to vote at texasfootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. Another ludicrous group of nominees. (laughs) It's insane. Gets worse every week. Let's start. Katie Morton Ranch running back Santana Scott. So they played one of the wildest games of the weekend uh, with Morton Ranch beating Cinco. Katie Morton Ranch running back Santana Scott had 219 yards and three touchdowns rushing. He also had three catches, 86 yards, three touchdowns receiving. God. So at six total touchdowns. In light, light work. Three and three. San Antonio Harlandale quarterback J- Jacob Saucedo went 17 of 22 for 370 yards and five touchdowns passing, and he ran for another touchdown. Alice quarterback Cutter Stewart, 491 yards, seven touchdowns passing, and 14 yards on the ground. El Campo running back Ruben Owens put the Rice Birds on his back in the second half. 291 yards and five touchdowns, including four in the second half to push past Navasota. New home quarterback Caleb Cook threw for 546 yards cool. and eight touchdowns. Holy cow. Caleb Cook from New Home. Speaking of, speaking of eight touchdowns, Melissa quarterback Trevor Ham went ham, okay. 15 of 21, okay. 409 yards, eight touchdowns passing. Brady quarterback and free safety Hayden Baronet. I think he's been nominated before. 231 yards, two touchdowns passing, 179 yards, five touchdowns rushing, 10 tackles and an interception. Sure. Houston Fur running back Johnny Robinson ran for 329 yards and three touchdowns. Speaking of the 303 club, Alto running back Rashawn Mumphrey ran for 344 and three touchdowns. And finally... Corpus Christi West Oso running back Elijah Huff carried the ball 41 times for 311 yards and four touchdowns rushing. He also returned a kickoff 73 yards for a score. So those are your week five. Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Glad I don't have to pick. Yeah. Vote at TexasFootball.com right now. Honestly, making this a voting component to where we don't have to select these is the smartest, is thing, the smartest thing that this company has no, ever we done. Are, we, are, we are brilliant. <laughs> we are brilliant. We've like, it's the same thing with the Whataburger Super Team. Yeah. TexasFootball.com slash Super Team. Like, I'm so glad that that's like all fan voted. Because yeah. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. J- like, no. It's hard enough. It's hard, it's hard to- enough to list the 100 players right. for the watch list. Yeah, to list the 100 plays, and then eventually we do have to choose Mr. Texas Football. And we like, get to that 10, and it's just like, oh my god, that sucks. I can't imagine doing that every week. No, that's just like that, and choosing the cover of the magazine are like the two where we literally make a meeting to We're go, like okay, each other. what are we going to do here? <laughs> anyway, TexasFootball.com, go vote. All right, Pickle, one last thing to do today, and that is to roll out the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Texas High School Football Rankings for Week 6. Of course, Dave Campbell's Texas Football has been the official rankings provider of the Associated Press since 2019. These are the official Texas High School Football Rankings of record. Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff compiles them each week. A few changes 
including starting in Class 6A, where we have a new number one team in the mm-hmm. state, the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs leapfrog Austin Westlake to grab the number one spot in Class 6A, now ranked number one in Galena Park North Shore. Westlake uh, f- uh, is now number two. Westlake, uh, South Lake Carroll number three. Duncanville and Katie round out the top five. The rest of the top ten unchanged. Down to the 11 through 25 of Class 6A, where there was really not a ton of movement. Only one thing, Waxahachie drops out after their loss to DeSoto. DeSoto remains there at number 12, uh, you know, lurking there right outside the top 10. Uh, everyone kind of nudges up a spot. Uh, Klein College up a spot to number 23. Byron Nelson up a spot to number 24. And new to the rankings, the North Crowley Wildcats. Look Wildcats, at that. Right? Yeah. Yep. Wildcats as Ray Gates' squad 5 and 0 big win this past week. They are the number 25 team in class 6A. To 5A we go. 5A Division 1. A little bit of shake up here but not in the top 8. Top 8 remain unchanged. Longview, Mansfield, Timberview, Denton, Ryan, Porter from Memorial College Station, Richmond, Foster, Alito and Frisco Reedy. Amarillo Tascosa nudges up a spot from number 9 uh, making as uh, Frisco Lone Star drops out with their loss to Frisco Wakeland. And new to the rankings despite a loss, mm-hmm. the Lancaster Tigers grab a spot in the top 10 at number 10. Uh, they, we were extremely impressed with the way that they acquitted themselves in Longview playing them uh, to a 21-13 loss. That is good enough to nudge them into top 10. Basically, it tells you that they were number 11 and a team lost in front of them and they played well enough to keep their spot so they get to move up. 5A Division 2 now. A little bit more changes here. Number five, uh, number five, Wichita Falls Rider loses another heartbreaker to Stephenville. We dropped them from number five to number nine. Into the top five for the first time, Colleyville Heritage up to number five. Argyle, Liberty Hill, Fort Bend, Marshall, Texas High round out the top five along with Heritage. Midlothian Heritage up a spot to number, uh, to number six. Montgomery Lake Creek, one of the big movers of the week. They leapfrog Grapevine to grab the number seven spot at five and oh. Uh, and new to the rankings, Portage's Groves loses to Fort Bend, Marshall. They drop out of the rankings. Back into the rankings, the Alamo Heights Mules, who are big winners over San Antonio Burbank, to improve to four and one. Four A Division One now. A little bit of change here. Number eight Dumas has dropped out with their loss. Top seven remain unchanged. Stephenville, China Spring, uh, uh, even with their loss, China Spring did, did lose to uh, to Dallas Parish Episcopal. That's the number one private school team in the state. They lost by a score. We keep them at number two. Corpus Christi, Cal Allen, Bernie, and uh, Anna round up the top five. Somerset, despite being idle, nudges up a spot with Dumas losing. Brownwood moves up a spot with a win over Waco Conley. Big game this week against number one Stephenville. And then new to the rankings, number ten Kaufman is four. No, four and one rather with their win over Sunnyvale to four division two not a whole lot of changes here Belleville leaps up a spot to number seven uh, with a win over uh, with a win over Lamarck they have looked every bit as part uh, impressive Silsby leaps up a spot with a win over over West Orange Stark uh, Wimberley is unfortunately the uh, the victim here they had to make way for it but uh, they uh, these two teams Silsby and Belleville acquitted themselves very well top five unchanged Carthage Gilmore Wichita Falls Hershey Pleasant Grove and Cuero uh, number 10 Madisonville drops out new to the rankings number 10 center with a big win over uh, a big win this past week to 3A Division 1 we go 3A Division 1 a little bit of chaos 
Lorena drops out of the rankings with their loss to uh, with their loss to Cameron Yo. Cameron Yo takes their spot at number ten. Number nine, Hallettsville also out with their first loss or their second loss rather of the year. New to the rankings, number nine, Lano cracks the rankings. Let's there. go. The Yellow Jackets uh, state ranked at number nine. Top five on uh, top five. A uh, little bit of movement there. Columbus moves up to number three. Grandview moves up to number four, and Malakoff moves up to number five. Bushland also up a spot with a nice win over Dumas, and Breckenridge up a spot with a win over Benbrook. Winsboro, by the way, up two spots to number eight. 3A Division Two. 3A Division Two. Number seven, Henrietta is gone. They dropped their they dropped their game this week and they're out of the rankings. Top six remain unchanged. Uh, a lot of idols here. Holiday was idle. Canadian was idle. Uh, Poth moves up a spot with a win over Dilly. Palmer and Lexington uh, nudge up a spot to top, despite not playing. And speaking of moving up despite not playing, Wall. Wall is back into the rankings at number ten despite not playing uh, as Henrietta uh, nudges out of the rankings. 2A Division One now. 2A Division One entirely chalky. Everybody's a winner and everybody stays the same. Top five unchanged. Timpson, Holly, Crawford, Shiner, and Refurio. And 1A Division 2. A little bit of movement 2A here. Division 2. 2A Division 2, I should say. 2A Division 2. Albany loses their second straight. They lose to Comanche 31-28. to That's a bigger team than them, so we don't mm-hmm. punish them too hard. We keep them in the rankings, but drop them all the way to number 9. As a result, Wellington, with a nice win over Panhandle, nudges up a spot. As does Wink, as does Chilton, as does Price Carlisle, as does Santo, despite being idle, and does as does Bremont, despite being idle. Granger remains number 10. Into the six-man ranks, where we've got a new number one in 1A Division One. The Abbott Panthers are the new number one team in 1A Division One, nudging past Westbrook, who took a hard knock lo- or hard luck loss to Garden City. Garden City, as a result, leapfrogs from number nine to number seven in the rankings. Uh, but that is the way that things stick out. Everybody, top ten remain the same, but a little bit of shuffling. But the headline here: new number one in 1A Division One, the Abbott Panthers, at five and zero with a win over Avalon. And in 1A Division Two. A little bit of changes here. Oakwood loses to a private school team. They drop out of, they crash out of the rankings. Oglesby moves up a spot to number six. Sanderson up two spots to uh, uh, to number seven. Jayton remains the same at number eight after a narrow win over Silverton. Paducah up a spot and back into the rankings. Number 10, Whit Harrell. They beat Throckmorton 102 to 52. And to the private school ranks we go. Private school ranks, uh, 11-man ranks unchanged. Dallas Parish Episcopal, big win over China Spring. They keep their number one spot. Big game this week between Dallas Christian and Fort Worth Christian. We'll find out exactly what what DC is made of when they take on their rival, but the top five unchanged in 11-man. In the six-man ranks, there is some changes as uh, as Lantana Harvest Christian crashes out of the rankings uh, with their loss. As a result, uh, uh, it was uh, Lucas Christian. Lucas Christian now into the rankings there at number four. Uh, with their win, they are uh, unbeaten on the year. Uh, top three remains unchanged. Conroe Covenant, Pasadena First Baptist, and Plano Corum Dale with F- uh, Fort Worth Covenant Classical rounding out the top five. So there they are. Your week six, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings. A pair of new number ones in Class 6A with Galena Park North Shore grabbing the number one spot. In the rankings, as well as in Class uh, 1A Division One with Abbott. Uh, usurping Westbrook in the 1A Division One ranks. So there you go. There are the rankings. You find all the rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? I think you said North Crowley Cougars. Is that what you said? You said Wildcats, right? Wildcats. Okay, yeah, no, it's the Panthers. I knew it was a, I knew it was a jungle it, cat. It's a jungle cat. Well, I just feel dumb because I agreed with you. I'm I should have caught that. <laughs> Sorry, talking too fast. Yes, Panthers. Panthers. Shout out to the Panthers. By the way, so they beat Eels Trinity. Mm-hmm. Go look at their schedule. Tell me where the loss is. I got to be honest. I thought Trinity was it. Like Let's that's, see. I'll pull it up. Let me tell you the rest of their schedule. I can pull it up real quick. Hold on. 
you're listening to live coverage of me looking through the spreadsheet that I have on my computer. So they're five and zero. They got a nice win over Yules Trinity last week, uh, rather resoundingly. I thought two forty forty two twenty really dominated them. Trinity's zero and five. Yeah, Trinity's like. So, so open year. date, and then they get Boswell. And that's going to be a matchup probably of unbeatens. Boswell's got, uh, yeah, Boswell's got an open date, too. So it will be a matchup of unbeatens. Okay. Then they get Weatherford and LD Bell. Okay. That's those three, their next three opponents are a combined 14 and one. Yeah. But we're going to find out exactly where they stack up because this is a huge, huge game stretch coming up here for North Crowley. But this is, this is a, this district's really been turned upside down because like you kind of pencil Eulis Trinity in, but if Trinity's not there, it's like, okay, now like this, this group of teams, it, you know, North Crowley, Bell, Weatherford, Boswell, like off to fantastic starts. Yeah, five and zero, five and zero, five and zero. And now they're all going to beat each other Four up in the back one. half. Of the sh- they're they're all going to beat each other up in the back half of the season. Weatherford's yeah. uh, Weatherford lost uh, last week to, or they lost to Crowley. That might end up biting them in the in the. Which is end. so yeah, because Crowley it, that's Crowley's only, only win on this year. season. Yeah. So they got them, but yeah, the rest of them, LD Bell, Crowley, North Crowley, mm-hmm. and uh, Boswell are all five and zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fun. It's a good district. Good district and not the kind of district, not the way we saw Chicago. Well, I can tell you from seeing, because we went to that North Crowley game, and it, I mean, they're good. Yep. Like, they're, they're not, they're not like, and oh, good for their district. They're a good football team. I remember team. you coming back and being really impressed with what they were able to do up front. They're fast, and they're able to game plan for their opponent. Like, some teams are just like, oh, we just have athletes, yeah. and we'll try to outmuscle someone. Like, they have the ability to be able to game plan and kind of change their scheme a little bit. They're they're impressive. Ray Gates, more than just a pit master, man. <laughs> I want to be very clear. He is a pit master. Yes. But he's also more than just a pit master. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Kelvin Chatham, Booker T. Washington down there at Houston ISD for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.